Blog Talk Radio. You are good. You are good. And you love. 
Glory to the Lord in the highest. Shalom, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's hour. Each one of you be blessed in the name of Jesus. Well, praise God. We've made it through another uh, another month. We're going into a, a next month. And praise God, uh, uh, as the day they so celebrate uh, lies, we celebrate the truth. Amen. For thy word is truth, Lord. We thank you that you would sanctify us in truth as you pray. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. We thank you for this night. There's shalom there, Brother Al. Shalom there, Sis Marietta. Shalom there, Sis Brenda. And guests, praise God for all that are here and all that are listening blog, blog talk. I've heard that my, our Sis Crystal's there. Bless you, Sis. Here in Georgia, praise God. And all else that are listening, praise God. Well, hallelujah, brothers and sisters. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we start tonight this service in the name of Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you and just praise you for this night. Lord God, we pray that you would touch our hearts and our minds. Lord, that you would open your truth to us, for your word is truth. And Lord, that we would hear your voice and hear your revelation and hear the urgency and the time we're living. And that we look to you, Lord the author and finisher of our faith. And, Father, we pray that you would draw in the people to come to the Lord Jesus, your Son, the King of glory, the Lord and the Savior of the world. Lord, we pray that you would watch over the Lord's hour. And, Lord, you would protect the connections of the airway. And, Lord, that you would send your mighty angels, your warring angels, messenger angels, and all the angels that you have, Lord, watch over the Lord's hour. And watch over your people and camp around us, Lord. Open our eyes, O oh Lord, to see who's for us and see who is against us. Mightier and greater are the ones that are for us than who is against us. Lord, we pray for the applied blood of Jesus over the Lord's hour. And Lord, we pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit, Father. Lord, we can do nothing without you. We can do all things through you, Lord Jesus, who strengthens us. And Lord, we just rejoice and we have joy, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. That we focus on what you have done for us, Lord, and that we share with others our excitement, our exuberance, and our joy, and our peace, and our hope. The ones that are out there searching, looking for peace, looking for hope, and looking for salvation, eternal life. It is only through you, Lord Jesus. And we praise and honor you for this night, and that we focus and praise you, for you're worthy of all praise and glory. There is no other. And, Lord, that we would focus on you and worship and honor you, and we come before you, and we sit at your feet to hear you speak and teach us tonight by your mighty Holy Spirit. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lead me to the rock. Oh, shalom there, brother. Welcome, my brother. Bless you. Bless you, brother. When my heart is overwhelmed And my eyes are blind to you And the pain of life is just too heavy to bear When the mountains seem so high And my faith too weak to climb Lead me to the rock higher than I 
Oh, Lord, that we have to come to the cross, that we have to realize who we are and who you are. And at the cross, we have to make that decision to trust you, that we be crucified with you, Lord, that we live daily through you, Lord, leading you to the cross.
broken. Amen. And that's one thing, as we go on into the worship of the Lord and understand that we need to be broken, brother and sister. Down here in Texas, if you have wild horses, they're no good to anybody, except they're just wild and fancy free. Just go out and do what they want, going around tearing up the uh, the plains and running and running wild, and no no uh, course or anyone leading them or anything. But when the cowboys and the people in Texas here, the cowboys and the ranchers, they get a hold of the, of the horses, they have to be broken. That wild spirit has to be broken. That self spirit has to be broken. And as as the believers, brothers and sisters, be used by the master, by the Lord, we have to be broken. We have to be humbled. We have to understand our place and that we are bond servants of Christ. And we're not supposed to be like some big fancy uh, uh, minister or pastor with his name plastered all over limelight and, and uh, uh, pride in, in, in uh, for for fame and fortune. Oh no, we're supposed to be like the humble servant who was our example, Jesus Christ. He humbled himself even to the cross of death on a cross. That's what the Lord wants from His people. That we want to serve and honor him and that we will love him by serving him and being a humble servant brothers and sisters we have to be sweetly broken sweetly broken thank god Call 
to, to like this version of the dictionary by the definition. Amen. Here's the first part of faint. There's three parts of faint. The first part, faint. Listen to this. Lacking brightness, vividness, clearness, loudness, strength. Brothers, sisters, you see why the Lord wants you not to faint? We are to shine our light, the light of God. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Then he takes it even further. He makes it personal to us. We who believe and have faith in him, he says, you are the light of the world. Let's look at this in the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me tell my wife something here real quick. See if same powers in the music. The song, same power. If it's not, uh, you should be able to download it pretty quick. I think it's there. Hopefully it is. Okay. Uh, it was. But you know how to download it? No, baby. Over by the music. Get the little cloud. No, over to your right. To your right. You got to put in same power. And then that little thing come up. Okay. All right. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters. I had to remind my wife of something. All right. Uh, John 8, 12. John 8, 12. Jesus is the light of the world. Verse 12. Once more, Jesus addressed the crowd. He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have light of life. Hallelujah. There is two powerful footnotes. Amen. The first is that Jesus Christ saying, I am. Just like when Moses said, Lord, when I go to the children of Israel and they ask me, what is, what is, uh, what is his name that sent you? The Lord God said, I am that I am has sent you. So here's Jesus telling the Jews, I am the great I am too. Amen. Hallelujah, God in the flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. Praise God. Shalom there, Brother J. Mike. Welcome to the Lord's Isle, brother. Bless you. The second is the people of the world without Christ are blind. The world which is blind in itself cannot come to have a ray of light but in Christ Jesus alone. Christ Jesus is the only one who can have light of life. Amen? Let's look what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, the Amplified. Therefore, since we have this ministry, just as we have received mercy from God, granting us salvation, opportunities, and blessings, we do not get discouraged nor lose our motivation. But we have renounced the disgraceful things hidden because of shame, not walking in trickery or, or adulterating the word of God, but by stating the truth openly and plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is in some sense hidden, be 
behind a veil, it is hidden only to those who are perishing. Perishing. Verse 4. Among them, the little g of this world, Satan, has blinded the minds of the unbelieving to prevent them from seeing the illuminating light of the gospel of the glorious of glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves merely as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, is the one who has shown in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge of the glory and majesty of God, clearly revealed in the face of Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Seek my face, the Lord says. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, tonight, open the spiritual eyes of the blind and lost. Those who are perishing, Lord, take off the veil. Take the veil off. Take the blinders off. Lord Jesus, let them see your glorious face. See the love in your eyes. See the love you have for each of us by seeing your nail-scarred hands and feet to show them that you poured out your life and blood for each of them. Let them know in their heart and mind that you came to save them, each of them, that they need to repent and ask forgiveness for all their sins to you, Lord Jesus, to wash away all their sins that is like scarlet but will be whiter than snow. They need to ask you to save them, that they will believe and expect what you did for them, except, excuse me, except what you did for them at Calvary's cross. They will know that the third day after the crucifixion, that you rose again to beat death, hell, and the grave. Amen. The first scripture you should know in your heart and mind, for you personally, is in the book of Romans. Romans 10, verses 9 and 10, Amplified. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority, and majesty as God, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's the word of God. For with the heart a person believes in Christ as Savior, Savior result, result, yeah, resulting in his justification, that is, being made righteous, be freed from the guilt of sin and made acceptable to God. And with the mouth he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly, resulting in and confirming his salvation. Amen. When you do this, the Lord Jesus said, the heavens rejoices over one sinner who repents. Amen. The greatest miracle ever in your life is being born again, born from above by the living, the life-giving Spirit of God. Amen? Praise God. That was the first definition of faint. There is more. Feeling weak, dizzy, or exalted, about to lose consciousness. Wow. Three scriptures came come to mind to share about this part of fainting. Isaiah Chapter 40, verses 28 through 31, Amplified. 
Verse 28. Do you not know, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become tired or grow weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who has no might, he increases power. Verse 30. Even youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly. Hallelujah. Here's verse 31. But those who wait upon, wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in. Is that what we're doing, brothers and sisters? Is that what we're doing in this time? In this time as we're looking for the Lord Jesus, looking for his coming, looking for the Savior, the Redeemer, our Deliverer? Hallelujah. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, our blessed hope, will gain new strength. And renew their power. They will lift up their their wings and rise up close to God. Hallelujah. What is this saying? I, I tell you what, brothers, this is pretty well a good picture of the rapture. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God. I mean, we see in part and we see in a glass darkly. But when perfect comes, we will see what? Faith. Faith, hallelujah, like eagles rising toward the sun. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired, hallelujah. The second scripture about this being weak and and, and fainting is Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, Amplified. Verse 28. Come to me, all ye weary and heavy burdened, by religious rituals that provide no peace. Do you hear that word? Not by religion, brothers and sisters. Not by religion of any type. It is a relationship with the Savior of the world, the Son of God, the, the Lord of glory, Jesus Christ. Personal relationship. It doesn't matter what any pastor says, priest says, and even the Pope himself. You have to have a personal relationship with Christ. That's what the Word of God says, and the Word of God stands over anything any man says. And all men be liars, and God is truth. Amen? Hallelujah. I will give you rest, refreshing your souls with salvation. Hallelujah. Verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Follow me as as my disciple. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest, renewal, blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and my burden is light. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. The third, third scripture is found in Philippians. Philippians 4, 13, Amplified. I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose 
I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who refuses, I mean, excuse me, infuses me with inner strength and confidence, peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Does that give you strength to stand? Does these powerful words and promises of God help you not faint? I know myself, as I was reading and studying, that they encouraged me with energy and strength from the Holy Spirit to know and believe the Word of God, putting it to use in our lives. Remember, we are not just to be hearers of the Word of God. We are to be doers. Put the Word into action in our lives through our faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Now, the third definition of faith, lacking courage, terribly intemperance, being timid, being timid. Joshua 1.9, hallelujah, amplified. Have I not commanded you, this is the Lord, Lord of hosts speaking to Joshua, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or dismayed, intimidated, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen? Isn't that a tremendous promise? Everywhere you go, the Lord is with you. Praise God. He lives in you. You are the temple of the living God now, each one of you. Amen? The Spirit of God lives in you when you are born a president. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God and welcome him. Praise God and welcome him. Praise his wonderful name. Us too, brothers and sisters, we are commanded to be strong and courageous. Why can we? Why can't we be strong and courageous? The answer is at the end of this verse. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You say this in Hebrews 2. I will never leave you or forsake you. Think not, brothers and sisters. The Lord is with you. Amen. Praise God. That is awesome. So this is the definition of the word faith. Let's see it in the word of God now. Amen. All right. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 3. Oh, praise his name. Amen. That's right, Sister Marietta. The Lord is my strength. Amen. That we do not trust in men, don't trust in horses or chariots, but we trust in the, in the Lord thy God. Amen. Hallelujah. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Deuteronomy 20, verse 3. And shall, uh, and shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let your hearts let not your hearts faint. Fear not, and do not tremble. Neither be ye terrified because of them. That we faint not, fear not, and do not tremble or be terrified. Amen. As this was spoken to Israel, hear, O spiritual Israel, you, the church of the living God. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 8. And the officer shall speak further unto the people, and they shall say, What man is there that is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go, return unto his house, lest his brethren's 
heart faint as well as his heart. Why are we not to be faint-hearted? Brethren's heart faint as well? We are to be godly examples, standing strong, not fainting, as we see what is going on in this dark, evil world. We are to stand fast, for the Lord has told us and warned us to watch and pray, to prepare your heart and life with my mighty, I mean, with my Holy Spirit in my word. We are not to grow weary, but keep watching for our Lord's glorious appearing and our blessed hope, for he will, by his word, come and take us home, and we shall ever be with the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Now go to Psalm 27. Psalm 27, verse 13. Amen. I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the in the land of the living. David says, I would have fainted unless I believed in the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Us too. God is good. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Another reason we are not to faint, it is part of the sign of sin and rebellion. Look what the prophet Isaiah wrote. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 5. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 5. Why should ye be stricken anymore? Ye will revolt, revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. God have mercy. Remember what Jesus told the Pharisees, that the well do not need a physician, but the sick. I come to heal the ones who are sick in their head and hearts of stone. He is a great physician. He is the only one who can heal you of the sickness caused by sin. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator, of the ends of the earth fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. We are to follow our everlasting God, to serve and obey him. Amen? He fainteth not. We too, through him, should faint it not. Amen? We should not faint either. This is a section, I mean, this is uh, this next portion of scriptures this explains why so many people, even the young, strong ones, do faint. Go to Amos. Amos, chapter 8, verses 11 through 13. Praise his wonderful name. Now, this is talking about the days we're living, for sure. Verse 11. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a phantom in the land, not a phantom of bread, nor a thirst for water, but the hearing of the word of the Lord. Verse 12. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even unto the east shall they run to and fro, seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. In that day the fair virgins and the young men perish for thirst. God have mercy. 
That's what's happening. My people die for the uh, the lack of knowledge. The knowledge is the knowledge of God. Amen. Not this knowledge, but not wisdom of men, but the knowledge of the Lord. Discernment, wisdom, knowledge. It comes by his word, hearing the word, and applying it to your life and your heart. That the word of God is energized and made alive by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Matthew 4, verse 4. But Jesus replied, It is written, and forever remains written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. The living word, not just the written word, brothers and sisters. Get a hold of this. The word of God is alive. The word spoken to us every day by the Holy Spirit. As we study the word of God, revelation comes to us. The words leap off the pages to us. Amen? Just like now, like what Jesus said to Satan, every word that comes out of the mouth of God, the spoken word as we speak, his word by the name of his authority. We speak to demons to leave. We speak to sickness to be healed. We speak the gospel that brings eternal life. We speak what the Spirit tells us to. We are the servants of God. We represent the kingdom of God. We speak his name and authority. Name and authority. Amen? Faint not, because the living word of God, the word who is Jesus Christ, brings life more abundantly. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise his wonderful name. Thank you, Lord. Go to Jonah. Jonah, chapter 2, verse 7. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. As Jonah did, we too, brothers and sisters, don't panic or despair. Just pray and remember the Lord. Amen? Glory to God. Now, go to Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted. And were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. Without a shepherd, we faint. Our Lord, our Savior, is moved with compassion on you because you faint. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your compassion, mercy, and grace. Thank you for your love, a everlasting love. Amen. Now go to Matthew. Matthew 15, verse 32. Matthew 15, verse 32. Then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude, because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat. I will, I will not send them away fasting, lest they faint in the way. So the multitude had already been with the Lord three days, not eating, but listening and feeding on the word of God. He again having compassion 
was going to meet their needs so they would not faint. Amen? Another way not to faint is by praying always. An attitude of prayer daily. Amen? Go to Luke 18. Luke 18, verses 1 through 8, the Amplified. Amen. Let me get a drink. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Thank you, Lord. Praise and bless all our guests out there at the Lord's hour. We're glad you're here. We pray that you uh, will be blessed and the truth of God's word will come to you. Amen. Verse 18, Luke 18. Sorry, man. Verse 1 on Luke 18. Luke 18, verse 1. Now, Jesus was telling disciples a parable to make the point that at all times they ought to pray and not give up and lose heart. And, brothers and sisters, losing heart is the same as fainting. Saying, in a certain city there was a judge who did not fear God and had no respect for man. There was a desperate widow in that city, and she kept coming to him saying, Give me justice, legal protection for my adversary. For a time, he would not. But later he said to himself, Even though I do not fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow continues to bother me, I will give her justice in legal protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will be an intolerable annoyance. She will wear me out. Then the Lord said, Listen to what this unjust judge says, and will not our just God defend and avenge his elect, his chosen one, who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay in providing justice on their behalf? I tell you that he will defend and avenge them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find this kind of persistent faith on the earth? The Lord was put into him. What in the world? Amen. <laughs> wonder what deal that one was. Woo. Keep praying. Keep believing. Be persistent. This will get the attention of the judge, holy, righteous God. This will get the attention of your heavenly Father. Amen. Now, go to Second Corinthians. 4, 16. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. For which cause we faint not, but through our outward man perish. Yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for this, that we are sanctifying, that we are being sanctified daily. Thank you for sanctifying us daily. The cause we faint not. The cause we faint not. All right. Go to Galatians. Go to Galatians 6, 7 through 8. Galatians 6, 7 through 8. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. He will not allow himself to be ridiculed nor treated with contempt nor allow his precepts to be scornfully set aside. For whatever a man sows, this and this only is what he'll reap. 
For the one who sows to his flesh, his sinful capacity, his worldliness, his disgraceful impulses will reap from the flesh ruin and destruction. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Hallelujah. What a choice there. What a choice there. Well, Sister Marianne, I would tell you, refresh this. Um, I, we, we was hearing it on our speakers. Just refresh this. Father, we pray you protect the connections and airways. Make a way for the message to come out. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Brothers and sisters, this is why we are to sow into the Spirit of God. The next verse. This is why we are to sow in the Spirit of God. The next verse. Galatians 6, verse 9. Now, this is a KGB, but that's all right. You, you know, put up with it. Galatians 6, verse 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Amen. Lose heart. Faint not. Reap if we what? Faint not. Amen. That we faint not. Praise God. Now, let's move to Hebrews. Praise is wonderful name. Verses 1 through 3, the amplified version. Jesus, the example. Hebrews 12. Sorry. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. I figured you knew it. You know, anyway, praise God. <laughs> Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Hebrews uh, uh, 12, verse 1. Therefore... Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses who by faith have tested to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and clever entangles us, let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us, looking away from all that will distract us and is on Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of the faith, the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity. Hallelujah. Who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross. Disregarding the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, in the completion of his work. Hallelujah! Praise his name! Verse 3. Just consider and meditate on him who endured from sinners such bitter hostility against himself. Consider it all in comparison with your trial, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Amen. Thank you, Brother Al. Amen. We are to follow our Lord Jesus, not grow weary and lose heart or faint not. That's what that's what the Word of God is telling us. Amen. Praise is one of the names. Very powerful. The book of Hebrews. Very powerful. Word of God. 
Hebrews in verse 5 now. Verse 5 of the same chapter, baby. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto us, I mean, unto you as unto children. My son, despise thou, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when, they, when thou art rebuked of him. Ain't not, lose not heart, but repent, repent, repent at the chastening of the Lord. Realize you have sinned and repent. So we see the word faint in the word of God. Now knowing that we are not perfect in this flesh, that when we do stumble or lose heart or even faint, what are we to do? Do we just wring our hands and fall down? Do we just stay down? Do we feel sorry for ourselves? Do we listen to the lies of the devil saying, you're no good, you fell God, just give up? No, brothers and sisters. We are to repent. We are to ask God to forgive us for doubt and unbelief because this is this is just what it is. We are to learn from it and grow stronger to stand for Christ. We are to mature as sons and daughters of God, looking to Jesus, our example. Amen? Go to James, the book of James, verse 4. I mean, excuse me, James chapter 4, verses 6 through 10. James 4, verses 6 through 10. But he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and to live obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud and haughty, but continually gives the gift of grace to the humble, who turn away from self-righteousness. So submit to the authority of God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. Come close to God with a contrite heart, and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your unfaithful hearts, you double-minded people. Be miserable and grieve and weep over your sins. Let your foolish laughter be turned into mourning and your reckless joy to gloom. Verse 10. Humble yourselves with the attitude of repentance and insignificance in the presence of the Lord. And he will exalt you. He will lift you up. He will give you purpose. Brothers and sisters, we are to humble ourselves and repent and believe God and his word that says he will strengthen us. Amen. So we see. Where are you going? Okay. So we see. The Lord Jesus, okay, you need some paper? No. Okay. <laughs> Devil's 
Oh, okay. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so we see, uh, uh, let's see, brothers and sisters, we are to humble ourselves and repent, believe God in his word that says he will strengthen us. Amen. So we see the Lord Jesus in such a time as this does not want us to faint. He wants us to trust him in his Holy Spirit. When we do faint, repent. Throw the living water in our face and wake us up again, drinking in the living water to bring life and strength to us again. Amen. The last scripture pertaining to these last days and a message to the end time church. Revelation 2, verses 1 through 3. To the angel, the divine messenger of the church in Ephesus, these are the words of the one who holds firmly the seven stars, which are the angels or messengers of the seven churches. In his right hand, the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands, the seven churches. I know your deeds and your toil, and your patient endurance, and that you cannot tolerate those who are evil and have tested and critically appraised those who call themselves apostles, special messengers, personally chosen representatives of Christ, or, I mean, and in fact are not, and have found them to be liars and imposters. And I know that you who believe are enduring patiently and are bearing up for my sake that you have faint not or being faithful to the truth. Amen, brothers and sisters. Stay awake and faint not because, brothers and sisters, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us. Same power. You didn't get it? Uh, it had to, it, it, you would have to refresh. No, we're not going to refresh. Okay. All right. Let me think uh, what we should have. Uh, hallelujah. Praise God. Let me come look. Amen. Huh? Amen. That would be good. Praise God. Refiner's fire, brothers and sisters. Refiner's fire. Amen. Hallelujah.
Well, they will not suffer wholesome doctrine, but having their ears itching, shall after their own lust and heap up teachers, and shall turn their ears from the truth, and shall be given unto fables. But watch thou in all things suffer adversity. Do the work of evangelists. Cause thy ministry to be thoroughly liked up. Brothers and sisters, this is what is happening. People who try to say what God's word is saying, they try to make it fit their lifestyle. They try to make it fit their sinning ways. They try to twist and change the word of God and try to put it in their mold and not God's mold. We are the clay. God is the potter. He takes us and he shakes us and molds us. Not us. Not our wisdom. Not the wisdom of men. Not the doctrine of demons. God of mercy. It is by the word of God and truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 6. For I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departing is at hand. I have fought the good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. For henceforth is laid up for me the crown of righteousness. Hallelujah. For each one of us too, brothers and sisters, who endure, the ones who faint not. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them. All. What does that mean? All means all. All them. Also, that love that his appearing. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the Lord showed me something very clear. Sunday, when I was doing my study, and when we was talking about when Christ was ascending to heaven, and the men, the disciples, the apostles were sitting there just gazing up and looking up at the sky. And the angels come and says, why do you men gaze at the sky? This same Jesus will come in like matter. Now, there is debate, we know out there, that the Lord is uh, only coming at the uh, second coming. But there is a difference from this. This is more like the Thessalonians 4, where it says the Lord will come in like manner, the angel said. Well, in this matter, Jesus went up. And when he comes back, when he comes for his church, he'll come in like matter. It won't be the time when he comes as judge and riding on a white horse with 10,000 saints. No, this is a different time. This is a time when Christ comes for his church, his bride, who has made herself ready. The Lord will not come down to the earth. In the second coming, he comes down to the earth and puts his feet on the Mount of Olives. But at this time, he's up in the clouds. And what did the Lord tell us? To watch and pray, to look up. When you see these things start happening on the earth, your redemption is nigh by the word of the Lord. Amen. A revelation the Lord showed me. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Glory to you, Lord. Hallelujah. The ones who love is appearing. Verse 9, make speed to come unto me at once. For Demas has forsaken me and hath, hath embraced 
this present has embraced or has embraced this present world and is departed unto Thessalonica, Cretans is gone to Galatia, Titus unto Dalamasha. This Demas have forsaken him. He forsaken being with Paul, and that he turned to the world. Oh Lord, nothing in this world is worth losing your eternal life, brothers and sisters, losing going home in the rapture. There's nothing, nothing in this world. Hallelujah. Verse 11. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring with me with thee, for he is profitable unto me to minister. And Titus I have sent to Ephesus. The, the cloak that I left at Taurus with Carpus, when thou come, bring with thee, and the book, but specially the parchment. Hallelujah. The word of God. Again, Paul is warning. Alexander the coppersmith has done me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. Oh, whom be thou aware also? For he withstood our preaching sore. And at my first answering, no man assisted me, but all forsake me. I pray, God, that it may not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord assisted me and strengthened me. And by me, the preaching might be fully believed. And that all the Gentiles should, all again, all the Gentiles should hear. And I was delivered, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and will reserve me unto his heavenly kingdom. To him be praised forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God, brothers and sisters. That is the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah, brother. Baby, I think there is a song there called Word of God Speaks. Amen. Word of God Speaks. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord of mercy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. All right, hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Praise God. All right, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Another praise break here. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, one thing we have to do for sure is to uh, trust in Jesus. I know it's there. Amen.
Jesus 
It is 
and forgive me, Father, for Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Some of the most evocative words in the Old Testament come from Ecclesiastes 3.11. God has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's mind, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. God has put eternity in man's mind and yet has withheld us from us from the vision of what he has done from everlasting to everlasting. Thou madest us for thyself, and our heart is restless until it rests in thee. God has put eternity in our hearts, and we have an unconsolable longing. We try to satisfy it with scenic vacations, accomplishments of creativity, stunning cinematic productions, sexual exploits, national sports extravaganza, drugs, fitness rigors, manager, management excellence, etc., etc., but the longing remains. And Isaiah puts it like this in 55, 2 and 3. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for which does not satisfy? Hearken diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear, listen to what? To your soul, that your soul may live. Amen. And in Jeremiah 2, 12 and 13, my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that cannot hold no water. Many are like this. Your soul is hungry and your heart is thirsty. You feel an insatiable longing for something. You're restless. Almost everywhere you turn, the grass is greener than where where you stand. And the great tragedy for some of you is that even though this is the Spirit of God beckoning for you, you turn away again and again to short-run, temporary, backfiring pictures of R-rated movies or drugs or alcohol or vanity things or a new toy. And everything turns to ashes in your hand. The thrill of lust leaves us in loneliness. The drugs and alcohol can't keep you from walking up the real world again and again with your messed up relationships. The vanity looks so artificial and fades so quickly. And the new toy is so boring after just a few weeks. Mm. And we drink from at broken cisterns. And we eat bread which does not satisfy us. And the words of C.S. Lewis ring more and more truth. He said, if I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. Amen. 
Jesus has something to say about this universal experience of this uncontrollable longing. He has something to say about this insatiable hunger of the human heart and about the relentless thirst of our soul. His words are found in Matthew 5, 6, where he says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Hallelujah. What I'd like to do is simply meditate with you on two things. First, the, the, the nature of the righteousness that God has in view, and second, the nature of the hunger and thirst for it, and how that hunger turns into a, the satisfaction which he promises. First, when, first in, what is this for righteousness? Righteous, righteousness occurs five times in this sermon. In uh, it, five, six, um, you know, we're talking about the Sermon on the Mount, uh, which everybody knows. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I left that part out. I'm sorry. Uh, five, six, ten, twenty, and six, one, and six, thirty-three. So the best way to catch on to Jesus' meaning on this sermon is the in this is to look at these other instances the of the word righteousness. But we only have time to look up a couple, so we'll look at the ones closest. Uh, buddy, would you go ahead and put up Matthew five three through eleven? Okay. Can is it working enough to do that? Yeah, we we, we back. Right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I you know do one at a time. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. The next use of the is found in verse 10. Blessed are those who persecute for righteousness sake for their kingdom for the kingdom of heaven. What does righteousness mean here when it says persecuted for righteousness sake? To answer this, it helps that we see the structure of the beatitudes again. You recall that there are eight beatitudes with verse 10 at the last as the last one, and verse 11 as an explanation of it. The first beatitude, verse 3, and the last beatitude, verse 10, gives the same word for assurance. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And it looks, it looks kind of like a kingdom of heaven. What we don't notice yet is that there are two groups of four, and the first four and the second four end with a reference of righteousness. Amen. The first group of four ends with verse 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And the second group of four ends with verse 10, Blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Amen. All right. The more you ponder it, the more significant this becomes. Amen. Notice, that the three beatitudes leading up to hunger and for righteousness in verse 6 are descriptions of emptiness and passivity, poverty-stricken in spirit, mourn, mourning over our sins and our misery, criticism without retaliation and defensiveness. That's verse, seven, I mean verse 5. These are not charis- charisistics 
of overflowing fullness, they are beautiful and good in the proper place. But they are not yet the richness and fullness and overflowing activity of goodness that we long for. And so isn't it natural that following the first three Beatitudes, the Lord would say, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Those who long to be filled with the righteousness. In other words, after pronouncing a blessing upon those who recognize their emptiness and grieve over it and don't try to justify or now makes a transition from emptiness to fullness by saying that hunger and thirst for righteousness is also blessed. Then look at the next three Beatitudes. This is just what we find. After hunger and hunger and satisfaction come comes in verse six comes blessed are the merciful in verse seven. Now the blessed person full and overflowing with mercy. He is not merely broken and sorrowful and meek. He is now active and overflowing with deeds of mercy. Amen. Verse 8 says that he is pure in heart. And verse 9 says that he is, he is not just peaceful, but a peacemaker. Amen. All right. Now, then in the second group of four Beatitudes ends with another reference of righteousness. Only this time, it's not a hunger for righteousness, which we were lacking. But a, the persecution of righteousness, which we are, we are overflowing. Do you see the structure? The first four beatitudes describes broken, grieving. Four beatitudes describes a merciful, pure peacemaker who gets persecuted for his righteousness. Doesn't this structure then give us the definition of righteousness? If we were hungering for righteousness. In verse 6, because we were empty, and we got persecuted for righteousness in verse 10, because we were filled. Isn't it proper to define righteousness as that with which we have been filled, namely mercy, purity, and peacemaker? Well, well, let's look at one other use of righteousness in the same ser- ser- sermon to see if it confirms this understanding. Go to, it says, I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Then what follows in the rest of the chapter are are six illustrations of how righteousness must surpass the righteousness of the scrupulous lawmakers of the day. All right. Wow. I'm, I'm going to hear this in verses 21 through 26. We must not only not kill, but more, we must not anger against a brother, but seek peace. In verses 27 through 30, we must not only not commit adultery, but more, we must not uh, look upon a person lustfully. Amen. In verses 31 through 32, 
We should not condone divorce, but should Okay, now, all right. All right, I'm going to go back to in verse 31 and 32. We should not condone divorce, but because there is a legal provision for it in the Old Testament, we should surpass the righteousness that makes peace with hardness of heart and keep our covenant commitments and not marry those who, who don't. In verse 33 through 37, we should not only keep our oath, but more, we should be the kind of people who do not need to take oaths in order to believe. I love that one. Uh, in verse 38 through 42, we should not only not poke out, the eye, out an eye because one of ours was poked out, but more, we should turn the other cheek and return good for evil. Amen. And in verse 43 through 48, we should not only love our neighbors, but more, we should love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. That uh, movie, that older movie they made of Jesus about the greatest story ever told, there was a place where the uh, uh, one of the followers of Christ was standing, and, and the, the Romans were going to clear out the uh, uh, um, the uh, temple. And uh, when they, uh, they came up to him, they were saying, the only thing we're doing is praying. We're just here to pray. And the Romans, the Romans slaps the man. I think it's one of the men that's, I think it's the leopard that's healed. And, and he slaps the man, and the man turns his other cheek to him. And the Roman backs off. Mm. Amen. 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 So it's pretty clear that Jesus meant back in 520 when he said that our righteousness must exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees. It has to do with showing mercy and bring, being radically pure in your heart and making peace instead of retaliating. So let us understand that. Uh, let us, so, it's all about retaliating. So our understanding of righteousness from the, the structure of the Beatitudes is indeed confirmed. Righteousness is showing mercy to other people. And righteousness is being pure in heart before God, who can, who alone can see the heart. And righteousness is the effort to make peace. Amen. Now there may be, now there, now there may be much more to it than that, but it seems to be the focus of the verses. So we will leave our focus of this. My, Mercy, purity, and peacemaking. The second thing we, I want to meditate on briefly is the nature of hunger and thirst and how it turns into satisfac- satisfaction. Amen. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Longing for absolute reality. What does that mean? Does it mean that the longing we all feel for the greener grass are really longing to go back to that two-year-old simplicity when we are awed by the fact that rivers run with water and giraffes have long necks and eggs are yellow in the middle? No. So is it with the world? We don't really want the first thrill of wonder that that rivers run with water. 
We want the eternal reality behind the river. The reason the river awakens wonders in us that leaves us thirsty again is because the river is just a picture. It is, is a, just a point pointer. There is a river that streams make glad in the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. It flows with the water of life, bright as crystals from the throne of God and from the Lamb. The hunger and the thirst of your life that cannot be satisfied by anything in the world is the constant beckoning of God to remember that you were made for another world. That you were made for God. Amen. Amen. But let us be very careful at this point. For there is there for just here we can make a very dangerous mistake. We could withdraw from the world. We could become monks or nuns or forest rangers. But there is but just here is where the word of Jesus becomes all important to keep us from making this mistake. Jesus say, says that the people who will be satisfied in the end are not people who have gone off into the woods for, to find solitary communion with God. Rather, they are the people who, whose hunger. Hello. Okay. So you're. People who have yearned for radical purity and thoughts and feelings. People who have passionately desired to make peace. And if something should, ask, if someone should ask why the promise of satisfaction is made to those who hunger for righteousness and not here. Okay. And those two reasons. Let me let me read that again. I. I got distracted. I'm sorry. Someone should ask why the promise of satisfaction is made to those who hunger for righteousness and not to those who simply hunger for God. There are two reasons. First, God's righteousness in view. One of Jesus, one is that Jesus surely means God's righteousness, a righteousness like God's and and the righteousness that God gives. And that's in Matthew six thirty three. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Surely that is, a, is basically the same thing as saying hunger and thirst for righteousness. When we hunger and thirst for righteousness, we don't look to the broken cistern of our own resources. We look to God so, it, so that it is neither are, it is neither are. We hunger for righteousness in God. And second, how the sermon ends. But there is a deeper reason why Jesus promised satisfaction to those who hunger for God's righteousness instead of promising satisfaction to those who simply hunger for God. The Sermon, the sermon on the Mount ends in seven twenty-two and 23. For these words of Jesus. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, 
you evildoers. They called him Lord. They seemed to have a charismatic gift of prophecy. They were engaged in exorcism and demons and miracles in Jesus' name. And he turned them away at the last day saying, I never knew them because they were doers of evil and not righteousness. They thought they knew him. And they thought that he knew them. But they were strangers. I never knew you. Why? Because they had not hungered and thirsted for his righteousness. Amen. They had been religious. They, they, they had gone to church. They had gotten involved in many religious activities. But the passion and hunger, the thirst of their lives was not righteousness. And therefore, they will not be satisfied, neither in this age nor in the age to come. Deep and lasting satisfaction for our souls comes not from the delights of the world, nor from the merely religious or vertical relationship with God. Satisfaction comes from God to those whose passion in life is to know him and then to struggle like him. In the world Make righteousness your passion And be satisfied So I say Make Make it the passion And the hunger and the thirst of your life To do great acts of righteousness Don't settle For the little half hearted satisfaction Of the latest fad Top of your field Score the extra point Etc., etc., etc. It is never too late to change your diet. Do, do you plan to eat tomorrow? Did why not eat the plant, plan to eat righteousness? Amen. Do you plan to drink tomorrow? Then why not plan to drink righteousness? Amen. Could it be that one of the reasons the grass is greener everywhere you look is that your life is not devoted to the central pursuit of righteousness but to the pursuit of other things let us consider what it what regularly and preserve and strong urges we pursue drink at food and drink day after day let us make it in our prayer that we will hunger and thirst in the same way to establish righteousness in our soul and in our relationships in our land and in our world Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Can you hear me? Praise the Lord. Amen. And uh, we hunger and thirst for the Lord's righteousness. You know where we hunger and thirst for the Lord's righteousness? Where we should be? In his presence. Amen. In the Lord's presence. In your presence, that's where I am strong. In your presence, oh Lord my God. In your presence, that's where I Seeking your face. 
we humble ourselves before you, Lord. We honor you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name, O Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. We come to the prayer decoration. Hallelujah. There's such a presence here. The presence of the Lord. There is peace. Peace past all understanding here. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, Danny. Let me get you set up. Always remember, you are under God's authority, and your child is under your authority. So there is an overflow of divine influence that passes through you into your offspring's life. You have clout in heaven and your friend and you have friends in high places. The most high God honors your position as a parent. Much as Boaz did for Ruth when he she lay at the wealthy landowner's feet. God cast his garments of spiritual authority over you. And the redemption and the redemption cloak of protection, provision, and power and covering affects both you and your offspring. One one of my favorite Bible verses is ninety one one. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. First I want you to notice that the two primary parts of the this sentence is the first phrase presents God's mandate that believers dwell dwell in his the secret place, a place of communion and commitment. Praise the God. second fr- phrase pre- presents his promise his promised response that he will overshadow all of us the days of our life. Thank you, Lord. Consider also the two names of God revealed in the in this verse. Elohim, translated as Most High, and El Shaddai, which means Almighty. This divine commitment is made to individuals who dwell in the secret place of the Most High. In other words, it is for those who acknowledge acknowledge God as the Most High in their lives, higher than anything or anyone else. These devoted persons are then privilege to have to abide under the shadow of the Almighty, under the covering of God's all significant protection, provision, and power. Your offspring comes under the same overshadowing promise by default because of your walk with God. This invisible spiritual canopy spreads over the earthly existence, over earthly existence with very visible results. So, as it is for you and your children, your offspring may, may be behind enemy lines. Go after them, just as, the, as Father did. Put, put on your military garments, your whole armor of God. Wave the blood-stained banner of Calvary as you claim your children in prayer. And bring them back home. You are not alone. The Lord of hosts. The commander of the army of angels has sent forth his ministering spirits to watch over you and your offspring. 
You are under God's shadow, and they are under yours. Believe with your all your heart. Believe with all your mind. Believe with all your might. Your faith will make the difference. A miracle already in motion for you and your family. Let's come to, come to let it come to pass for the glory of God and praise His name. The prayer declaration. The prayer declaration is comes from Psalms one hundred three seventeen. But but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting, and those who fear Him, and His righteousness to children, right to His righteousness to children's children. This verse promises that God's righteousness, not just humanly sustained righteousness, passes to the offspring. Of those who fear the Lord. This wonderful gift of righteousness also comes in response of faith. Abraham believed God was and was accounted to him for righteousness. Certainly, Abraham's offspring did not automatically inherit this imparted righteousness from God just by virtue of their natural birth, but they did inherit the knowledge of how to access this wonderful opportunity. And so it is with our children. While the adherent is a most, most world religions strive to reach the, through works, Christian parents can teach their offspring to set their faith on the cross where Jesus was, was made to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Prayer declaration, where I add my children, you add yours. Lord God, I pray that my children will understand the righteousness that comes as a gift from God. I also pray and believe that they will access this righteousness by faith and respond by living righteously before you. And and all their all their days, may Joshua, Emma, Bobby, Veronica, their spouses, and their children hunger and thirst for righteousness, and as and as a result, to be filled with the fruit of righteousness. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord, brothers and sisters. And know this, that because our God reigns here, what we are about ready to sing about, and by the authority of Jesus Christ can happen. Amen? This is what we can do in the name of Jesus.
by the blood of the Lamb of God and the word of our testimony. Amen. We shall overcome.
the Lord is so awesome. Hallelujah. His presence brings peace. His presence brings hope. His presence brings salvation. His presence brings healing. His presence brings deliverance. Jesus came to set the captives free. Jesus came to set people free from the devil and the power of sin where they can come back to their God and creator and be who God called them to be. That we are to be sons and daughters of the Most High. That we are to be servants like Jesus was. Humble servants, not proud and puffed up. But we are to be humble. Humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah.
Praise God, hallelujah. It is time to go to the one who is coming. It don't matter what someone's typing in the chat room. We know the truth. The word of God is true. We know that he is a sign of the time, that there would be mockers and scoffers and ones who don't believe. God, have mercy on your soul, sir. We will pray for you because Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only truth and life. There is no other. We pray for you. Because just like uh, the other sister, Sister Marietta says, eternity is a long time. You need to look at this personally and worry about when he's coming or that he is coming. But you better look at your personal life yourself for salvation of life through Jesus Christ. That's the important thing. The personal, personal relationship with the Savior of the world. Because you can't save yourself. Religion can't save you. The president can't save you. Only Jesus can save you. Amen? All right. Let's go to the word of God. I mean, let's go to the uh, prayer request. Brothers, does anyone have prayer requests? Amen? Prayer requests? Uh, we've already seen that uh, Sister Brenda has said 
that we need to uh, uh, pray for Stephen. Amen. We will put pray for. Uh, are you writing them down, baby? I will. Well, they're starting to give them out here. Uh, pray for brother uh, for for Mr. Nero. He needs it. Lord, we almost we pray for Damascus experience for this man in the name of Jesus. By the authority of the Lord Jesus, we pray for Damascus experience. Let him understand he gets knocked off his high horse by the Lord God, that he will know who Jesus truly is when he comes really in contact with the risen Savior. There's no time to be messing around. This is time, a serious time. And you need to write down what, uh, Stephen? He's still throwing up? Oh, God, we need to pray for Stephen. He's been throwing up for a while. This is not good. Pray for uh, the client uh, uh, at uh, Sis Brenda's house, uh, Stephen. He's been having a lot of trouble with his stomach. Amen. Praise God. Anyone else? Any other prayer requests? Praise God. This is the time for praying. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And we need to pray for the nation of Israel and uh, Jerusalem for all that's going on. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to pray for our, 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 our brothers and sisters that are usually here. They're not. Uh, Brother Javon and Sis Janet. I don't know where they're at, but we pray for them. We pray that they're being close to the Lord or, or being with the Lord wherever they're at. Amen. Hallelujah. Other brothers and sisters. Uh, we need to pray for all who serve here at the Lord's Hour. Uh, Brother Elby. Uh, Sis Carla. And uh, 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 my brother Pablo, I don't know what's going on with Kelvin, if anyone else does, but uh, we'll keep praying for him, too. And uh, pray for me and uh, uh, Sister Brenda, too. And, yes, we'll pray against the addiction of uh, alcohol on Sister Janet's husband. All right? And Sister Crystal has some messages here. It won't let me open them. You know how to open your messages, babe? All right. Oh. Sister Crystal has some prayer requests. Okay. I'm here. You just continue talking. I'll get it open. All right, baby. Anyone have prayer requests? Amen. Hallelujah. We need to pray to uh, be pray uh, and stand authority against these uh, powers that are trying to put up these arches or whatever, or bales, these false gods. We pray that the Lord tears them down. Amen. Amen. Keep praying for. Uh, we keep praying for Jose's uh, immigration uh, papers, brothers and sisters. We keep praying for immigration papers. Amen. Anything else? Other prayer requests? People are typing. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Sister Mary. We do appreciate it. Amen. Jesus is our fortress. Amen. He is. He's our strong tower. He's the shelter. <laughs> He's our shelter. We are in the cliff of the rock in, 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 the, in the storms. Amen. And we are standing upon the rock. Everything else is sinking sand. Amen. He will, Sister Mary. It is by his word and what he says. Hallelujah. Any other prayer requests? Amen. 
Praise the name of the Lord. Praise uh, our brother that desires to be left behind, that he doesn't take the chip. Amen. And we pray for uh, uh, Mr. Nero that if he pray, if he wants to be left behind, that he does not take the chip, that he does not take the mark of the beast. Amen. All right, we need to pray for Kowell, Jawadi, Brother Kowell, uh, yeah, walking in the flesh and salvation for his family. Any other prayer requests? We got to go. We we've got to go to the Lord in prayer. Hallelujah, Lord. Even even when somebody tries to disrupt, there is so much peace here, Lord, because of your presence. We know our hope. We know our blessed hope. We know the word of God. We know the word of God. And let every man be a liar, and God is truth. And you are, Lord. Amen. Because we know where the lies come from. They come from the father lies. That's all right. Try to to read my handwriting. You would walk walk fast. Oh, I can. I know. <laughs> Amen. You're all right. All right, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord. We pray for Mr. Nero. We pray, Lord, that you would show him your salvation and your grace. Show him that what love you you gave him, that he died, that you died for him, Lord. Even though he don't believe you, believe in you, or he's the enemy of God, you still die for him. That you say, Father, forgive him for that he don't know what he does. Lord, we pray that you would touch him. We pray, Lord, that you would give him a Damascus experience like you did Saul, and he changed his name to Paul. Father, I pray that he will know that there is a true living God, and there is a risen Savior. And he'll never be the same after that. We pray for, Lord, that he does not receive the chip if he keeps walking down this path he's walking. As you take your church out of here in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray for Stephen. We pray against this what's causing his uh, throwing up and his stomach problems. We pray that you bring healing to him, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we lift up Stephen and that you would heal him, Lord. You restrengthen him and refresh him, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord, for Israel and Jerusalem, and we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you and praise you. We glorify and worship you, and we pray for the Jewish nation, and that they will receive Yeshua, Hamashiach, their Messiah. Hallelujah. That they would turn to Elohim, Adonai, Yahweh, the Lord most high. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Lord God, we pray for all that are serving at the Lord's hour. Father God, we pray for each man and woman that serves at the Lord's hour. And we pray for all the brethren, Lord, that serve in their way too, as they bring forth their words that you have put on their hearts. As we come together, that we share with God is saying to us in many different ways. Father God, we pray for Sister Janet, and Lord, we pray for Brother Javon. I don't know where they are tonight, but we pray that you bless them and strengthen them and watch over them. I pray they're drawing close to you at this time, 
Father God, we pray against the spirit of alcohol against her husband in the name of Jesus. And by the authority of Jesus Christ, we tell you, alcohol, to leave her husband in Jesus' name. Lord God, we pray for Sis Crystal. We pray, bless her sister. Lift her up and strengthen her. Watch over and protect her and her children and Jose. And Father, I pray that you intervene in his immigration papers, that he will see that God did this, and there is no other. But you, Lord, were able to do this in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we pray for Brother Jaguel. Refresh him. Strengthen him in the name of Jesus. Help him, Lord. I pray that you anoint him with your spirit. And Lord, refresh him. And let the living water flow through him. And let him not walk in the flesh, but walk in the spirit. Walk ye in the spirit, for not to fulfill the lust of the flesh. Lord God, we pray for salvation for his family, for each one of our families. Lord God, the most important thing is salvation. The most important decision in anyone's life is get right with God, reconciled through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. We just thank you and praise you for this night, Lord. And we give you all the glory and praise. And we pray blessing upon our brother Al. And Lord, upon Sis Marietta and Brother Jawah Kawadi. Oh, Lord, we pray and bless our brothers in the name of Jesus, Father. And we pray you open the eyes of the blind of Mr. Nero in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we just thank you and give you all the glory and our praise. For when you know that you are greater than any man. Hallelujah. Glory to your wonderful name, Lord. And, Father, we just thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus. And, Mr. Nero, this song is for you. Hear these words.